Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Freshen Up Energy. Listen, y'all know I'm a busy guy, and sometimes I need a bit of a boost, which is why I turn to Freshen Up Energy. With 100 milligrams of caffeine derived from coffee beans, vitamins B, C, and D, and zero sugar, Freshen Up has become my new go-to for getting things done. But hey, if you're new and want to try it yourself before getting a 30-serving dub, get yourself the four-star tube set with flavors such as blue raspberry, cherry blossom, more cherry, and freedom berry to see which one you like the most. With 15 flavors now and more on the way, I'm sure you'll find the one you love soon. And don't forget to use promo code PLUMES10 at checkout to save 10% your order. And hey, if we get enough out there, maybe we'll even see a Plumes-themed flavor in the near future. Thinking something like Over the Moon for the name. But that promo code again is PLUMES10, and thank you to Freshen Up Energy for helping me bring this show to you. Without further ado, let's begin the episode. My name is Seth, a.k.a. Phantasm Plumes, coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. Now, before I get started in here today, first and foremost, dude, it has been such a crazy past two weeks. If not past crazy four months, but really just these past two weeks have been beyond exhausting. And genuinely, I just want to say, first and foremost to everything, thank you all. Like, thank you all so much for allowing me to do the crazy things that I do and not really questioning it. (laughs) No, it like it's hard. It's incredibly hard for me to come up on today's podcast and even talk about this kind of stuff because, dude, it has been such a fight to the finish, you know, in which I'm referring to the completion of a four month long project. I've been talking about this for months now. Uh, this project, this work project, rather, that has been draining me in every aspect of the word. You know, to the point where, not last week, last week was the first week ago live, but the week before, I usually put in 80 hours in a blind panic because there were so many things that were still not set up correctly on opposite sides of the company. And really, I wanted to sit down, I really wanted to sit down and do a episode just talking about that. Just talking about, you know, what it was like going through and panicking when you realize, like, there's nothing you can do. You have to go into this, you know, kind of broken and salvage what you can. But at the same time, I didn't think it would make for a real endearing episode. Because to add on on top of that, like, we just celebrated the two-year anniversary And I really just wanted to incorporate all the struggles that we have survived through, you know, as the community, as the phantasmas, as we, you know, recently coined, but as everything, and bring it all down to kind of a micro level with this insane project that I just completed. Because I've talked about it before in the past, this isn't my first rodeo, you know, This is the second major company project I've ever worked on, but the first 
was one that I had complete control over. It was one that I could, like, I was the one creating the deliverable. I had other people that I could reach out to and say, hey, I'm running into this issue. This code isn't compiling correctly. The numbers aren't showing up in SAP. Like, I could reach out to those people and get questions answered that way. This was the first project I've ever been a part of where if something wasn't done, tough titties. You you have to do it. You have to, like, to be able to call the shots, to be able to say, to be the ultimate, are we going to go through with this, yes or no? It was so exhausting, yet so rewarding. And I really wanted to just kind of be off the cuff with y'all for a little while. Like, usually, when I do a podcast episode, as I've mentioned multiple times before, I go through and I evaluate different topics, and I figure out what I want to talk about, and I just go. You know, sometimes I write down a couple of tidbits here and there that I want to talk about, but this time I was just like, you know what? I haven't been able to do a podcast in, you know, two weeks. I, I'm not I'm not going to make it two whole weeks. I'm going to get a podcast out there, even if it's only ten minutes of me rambling, saying, you know, thank you for everyone putting up with my bullshit. Things will be back to normal next week. Oh, God, God damn. Ugh. Dude, I that was words just trying to come out of my mouth. <laughs> and before I even get started in this, like I really just want to shout out the Fox Wife. Because, dude, it, again, it has been so exhausting. So mentally and physically draining. Like, I shit you not, I was, on the week before Cutover, the weekend before, really, I got into the apartment at, like, 8.30ish, Thursday night. I worked from 8 to 1.30 in the morning Friday. I was back on the phone about 8.30ish, back to 1 on Saturday. And on Sunday, it was about 8 to 3 o'clock. And that 3 o'clock, I kind of put with a little asterisk because at that point, I was so tired and just so ready to, like, heave my phone into the river that... I went for a walk. I was like, I've been sitting in this chair for hours on end. My ass hurts. I just want to fucking, you know, take some time to myself. So I went off. I found a, you know, I went back to an old park that I've gone to maybe one or two times. But I've never really truly explored. I was like, you know what? I want to, I'm going to play some Pokemon Go. I'm going to, you know, it was a, I think it was a Pokemon Go community day. Or no, it wasn't. It was the week before that was. Anyway. I just want to walk. I just want to be free. I just want to stretch my legs. And literally just as I parked, I got two phone calls, like, literally overlapping each other. I'm just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So, you know, genuinely speaking, this is going to be a kind of potpourri, you know, two years achievement, surviving this crazy-ass project achievement, you know, talking about... Because I also just paid taxes today, which was, oh, it cost me money. <laughs> it's fun. It's fantastic. Like, genuinely looking at the growth across the years, you know, even if it's just an incremental amount, it means something. It means a lot. It means people support you and what you're doing. And I just, again, want to say thank you to them. But also, going back to what I was saying before going off on a tangent, because, again, if you can't tell right now, I'm going to be on tangent, on tangent, on tangent. But, seriously, Jules, when you hear this, like, thank you. 
Thank you so much for being everything I needed and more. I could not have done this project or anything else in this world to the level I have without your support. So please, don't ever doubt for a second of how much you mean to me. Dude, I love you. I'm so excited to be able to marry you in a couple of years. And I'm so excited for what this life has to bring. I hope you know that. Ah, okay, now that I've significantly embarrassed myself. <laughs> uh, dude, I missed y'all. Like, genuinely, it. I've never felt so inhuman while I've been working with people. Because I had to suppress so many emotions. And it's like... Part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast in general, or at least this episode specifically, was because I know for the vast majority of y'all, you will never be in a systems administrator position, okay? You may never see the backside of your servers or anything like that, and that's fine. The information I'm going to go over with y'all is universal because you're going to have to work on a project one day where you are sitting there and you can't control what the other people contribute and because they think they're better than you. And then when it comes time for the project to reach completion, they're going to look at you like you're a fucking idiot when you're like, hey, where's deliverable A, B, and C? And they're like, oh, we didn't know you needed it. Let me reach out to some, you know, team member that was never involved in this entire project to get this fixed. Oh, by the way, uh, it's not going to be ready uh, Monday morning, so good luck with that. You, They laugh as you drive in at fucking 6 a.m. to try and help people the first day of all this. Oh, God, dude. Like, genuinely, I learned a lot about myself across this past year, and especially across this past four months, and even more especially across this past, like, three weeks. You know, the build-up to this project was exhausting to be the be the very least. Like, I told y'all about this way back in December, okay? We were supposed to have this done originally in middle of December, you know, really right before Christmas, which I was completely, I was game for, because I was like, you know what, cool, we will have this done before Christmas. And I'll be able to take, you know, a week off, just kick back, relax, get myself fully recharged, and now here we are, you know, second week of February, and we just finally got this 90% done. Most of what I'm having to do now is pick up the pieces of where they had left off. And we're getting there. You know, I spent a good bit of time Friday. Well, it was update week, so I had a bunch of work to do there. But I spent a good bit of time Friday getting things back in order. Things are coming back to life now. And, you know, I got spent when I'm finished recording this podcast, I got a little bit more work to do before I start cooking dinner. You know, and hopefully I'll have it all said and done before my sweet fiance gets home. But genuinely, throughout all of this, there were so many things that I was really just trying to cling to. You know, because it's so easy to just let work exhaust you to the point where you can't do anything anymore. And it was in those times that I found myself reaching out for things that just made me feel joy. 
you know? Like, sometimes it's just hanging out with my fiancé and going out for, you know, a date night here and there. Going out to the arcade. Having Valentine's together. Like, having key, like, days to hang out with the person I cherish the most. Sometimes it was finding things, rediscovering things, that made me feel silly. You know, for example, I I may have talked about this last week, to be honest... I have not reviewed the new year, like the two year anniversary uh, podcast. I haven't had time. <laughs> like literally, all of my content creation this past week came to a full stop, and I hated it. My streams, God, I look so tired. I am so ready to come back tomorrow, Monday, and just have fun. You know, and just fuck around and have a good time. I'm ready for that. I'm so ready to, you know, get back to uploading to YouTube so that way everybody has Liza P. Everyone can start getting Laika. You know, everybody's catching up on Plume's cast. I'm so excited for that. It's been hard. It's been so hard to feel like I'm maintaining any type of humanity. And so I've reached, you know, for kiddish things you know a couple of weeks ago i got a switch game that i've been eyeing it finally came up on woot which is an amazon you know warehouse group essentially they marked down a bunch of things at random times because they have warehouses full of you know knickknacks and all that fun stuff and they had a game that i really wanted to play pui pui molkar they marked it down from like 50 bucks to 15 like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm about to buy some Pui Pui. I love fucking Pui Pui Molkar, man. It's about, and if you don't know what it is, it's on Netflix. It's a show about guinea pig cars. I know that sounds, and it's like stop motion. And it's so fucking cute. It's so pure. Like, I absolutely adore every single thing that is about Pui Pui's. Because they're just so innocent little dudes. So when I found out they had a game, oh, you best fucking bet I was going to play it. And sure, the game was incredibly short. The game was like maybe an hour and a half long. You know, it's got maybe 10 mini games at max. And they're not, you know, that great. The game lags every now and again. But at the same time, the entire time, I wasn't looking at it like I was a video game critic. I was looking at it as a fucking Pui Pui fan, and I was smiling from ear to ear because of all the cute little shit that was going on on the screen. You know, I also recently got back into Pokemon. You know, I haven't gotten any, into any of the games 100% quite yet. I'm still debating whether or not I want to pick up a version of Pokemon and just fuck around and have a good time on stream or something like that. But I had gotten back, or I'd gotten into an app called Pokemon Sleep. And if you don't know what Pokemon Sleep is, in short, it is basically an app that encourages you to go to sleep. That's it. It's a sleep tracker. You know, throughout the week, you have a Snorlax, which is a fucking fat, lazy motherfucker. (laughs) I love him. But, 
you just feed this dude, you know? That's the whole point of it, is you essentially, throughout the week, you feed Snorlax. Snorlax eats berries, you can cook for Snorlax, you have, like, five partner Pokemon that are collecting things throughout the day. It's kind of like an idle game, except very, very hands-off. You know, you maybe check it three times a day at max, maybe four. But the whole point of it is, is you feed Snorlax throughout the week. Every week you get a new Snorlax, and you can choose a different location if you're at a certain research level. When you feed Snorlax, and when your team, you know, uses their skills and all to help power up Snorlax, when you go to sleep, you get a sleep score. And what that is, is based on the amount of time you've slept, times Snorlax's strength represents your sleepy power. Sleepy power then allows Pokemon to come and sleep around Snorlax. It's very cute. Very cute. It's got kind of a soft shaded art style. If you if you're familiar with the game Magikarp, uh, Magikarp Jump, it's made by the same people. But very soft, very easy on the eyes. The music's very relaxing, and the whole thing about it, okay, whole thing about it is it just encourages you to sleep because the more you sleep and the better you sleep the more Pokemon you see the next day. And the more you level up, and the more you have fun. And again, this game is so hands-off. You only check it, again, maybe three or four times a day. But, you know, you meet all these Pokemon, you see all their different little sleep styles. Like, each Pokemon has, like, three to four sleep styles. So, one could be scratching its face, one could be, you know, laying on its back, one could be with its jaw hanging open... One could be sleeping on Snorlax itself. It is incredibly wholesome. But there's an accessory device that you can go out and get. It's called a Pokemon Go Plus Plus. And what it is, is it replaces your phone as the sleep tracker. It doesn't record you. It just, you put it on your bed, you hit it, Pikachu sings a little lullaby to you, and then you go to sleep. And it tracks your movement. I'm not going to lie. This thing for 60 bucks is pretty accurate. You know, I've been wearing my smartwatch every night for years. Because I track my sleep. Anytime I don't feel like I slept right, I pull up the sleep tracker. And I'm like, alright, let me check. And dude, it's not 100%. I don't think it'll ever be 100%. Because let's be fair, no sleep tracker is 100%. They might try to sell you on it. But it's not. But for what it does capture, I'm always impressed. You know, it gets about the right timing for me to go to sleep. You know, my watch is much more accurate. It says, like, typically, when I turn on Pokemon Sleep, when I turn on the tracker, okay, it takes me anywhere from 30-ish minutes to an hour to, like, actually fall asleep. And then it, you know, goes from there. My watch says about 30 minutes. You know, 30, 15 to 30 minutes. You know, where it'll see me moving around and then when I finally conk out, it'll start counting. And from the moment where I conk out on my watch to what the Pokemon Sleep says, it's pretty accurate. 
And it's just, it's a $60 device. It's expensive. It's the price of a video game. I still went out and bought one. And I bought a controller too, not too, too long ago, because I wanted to play, you know, stuff on my tablet. I wanted to play Honkai Star Rail, I wanted to play Xbox, I wanted to play, you know, just anything really that I wanted to play, I wanted to have a controller for it. And dude, like, I spent 110 bucks, Just between the controller and the Pokemon Sleep, actually it was probably closer to maybe 90 because the controller was like 40-ish. And the Pokemon Sleep was like 60. Maybe closer to 100. Whatever. Point being is I went out and I bought something silly. And I just let myself get immersed in it. And you know what the cool thing is about the Pokemon Plus Plus? Is you can use it for Pokemon Go. So it's gotten me back into Pokemon Go. Where if I have it connected to my phone. It will... Act like a you know auto catcher, where it'll toss Pokeballs out. It will spin Pokestops, and I know if you don't have any clue what Pokemon Go is, you know none of this is making sense. But essentially, it's an add-on to the app, and it makes it that much better. And when you and the cool part is, is both apps talk to each other. So you know when you sleep more in Pokemon Sleep. You get bonuses in Pokemon Go for the amount of time you slept. When you use it in Pokemon Go to spin Pokestops, you get extra food to feed Snorlax at the end of the day. Honestly, it just makes me want to try and be healthier. Much better than what Pikmin Bloom does. Granted, I still love Pikmin Bloom. I still play that shit daily. But it's so fascinating to me to just give in to whimsy. I got fucking Pokemon cards the other day. I've probably bought maybe six-ish packs, maybe seven, eight. And I've, you know, I finally sat down, I cleaned up, or I put away all my Pokemon cards that I could fit into a binder, and I fully filled a binder of Pokemon cards. Dude, it feels great. It felt great to, you know, just stop focusing on work and everything else. And just do something that made me happy. I played the fucking trading card game for the first time in a long time the other day. And I had fun. I lost one and I won one. I got into fucking Pokemon uh, Pokemon League. That's not what it's called. Uh, Pokemon Unite. And I saw all the cute outfits. I'm just like, bro, what have I been missing? Genuinely. This project has taught me a lot in which, you know, you have to be an adult. You have to bite your tongue. You have to, you know, understand where the other companies are coming from when they're instructing you to do X, Y, and Z. But it has also taught me how to be a kid to some degree and just have fun, you know, And that's the thing that I think most people aren't able to do these days. Is they come home, they're exhausted from work, and they don't give any time to their childhood selves. You know, the things that made them happy. Mind you, you know, not everybody has $60 to go toss on a little accessory device for an app. 
I understand that. But I want to implore you that if you do have things that you can... Like, for example, those Pokemon cards were sitting on my desk for months. Things I picked up a long time ago that really I should have put away a long time ago and I never did. And I finally sat down and I cleaned it all up and I felt great. It was satisfying to me. It was, you know, therapeutic to just sit there and organize my cards and see all the pictures and just feel good about myself. And that's what I want to, you know, start this whole conversation with is if you are ever in a situation where you are being drained and drained and drained by work, do yourself a favor. Go do something fun. What is your fun thing? Like, and it doesn't have to be the most expensive thing in the world. Get yourself a puzzle. Get yourself some cards. Go, like, go to the library. Like, here's the thing, too. I am officially a library card holder for the first time in my life ever. Which is wild to me. I used to check out books all the time. Back in my school's libraries. Never did it at KSU, but I did it, you know, in grade school. And I'm not going to lie, the first time I was in there, I just wanted to sit and read. Like, I had books in my mind that I wanted to read. The Fox Wife ended up picking up a couple. But it's so fascinating to me. How many resources are publicly available that we ignore? You know, we are able to hold, at least our library system, you're able to hold out 75 items at once for three weeks at a time. And when you are past those three weeks, you can renew them two times for another three weeks each. So you can have something out for nine weeks. Okay? Have something out for nine weeks. And then when you're done with it, or if you go over those nine weeks, they start charging you like 20 cents. When you go over $15, you can't check anything out. You know, 20 cents per item, of course. But... When you go over $15, you can't check anything else out until you pay that off. When you go over $25, they send you to collections. But of that, when we were looking around, I was just mystified. Because they had a recording lab where they specifically advertised you could create a podcast. Dude, I would absolutely love to sit down and record a Plumes Cast episode there. I didn't get to see it. You know... I didn't get to see it whatsoever, but it's fascinating to me that the option is there. They had sewing stuff. They had a 3D printer. They had a bunch of designs of 3D prints that they've done. They've had laptops. Like, they had rentable Chromebooks so you could go home and take a computer home with you. They had, you know, Macs. They had... um. DVDs, they had language learning stuff, like Mango, I think was the app, that teaches you, like, different languages, 70 different languages. And it's all for free. They have access into LinkedIn courses that usually cost money. Like, dude, I want to go sit in there and just study. But, again... I'm only saying all this because I want you, 
If you are ever in that situation where you're busting your ass like I had to, and again, dude, I put in 80 weeks, or 80 80 weeks, 80 hours that last week getting everything ready. The other side did not have their shit ready. The, and another, so I worked with company A and company B. Company A did not finish half their shit. The stuff that they initially promised us, they did not follow through, and they have yet to follow through. I have to work with somebody on company A to do what I typically did on my own. That part sucks. Company C, you know, they were great. Some of the people that I worked with there, fantastic, brilliant people. But other people fell through. One person's project, they were, you know, out of town. They're like, oh, don't worry, it's a small project. So uh, I'm going to be on vacation for this. Took vacation. Shit didn't get done. So we ended up pushing it into, you know, later into Saturday. I'm sitting here panicking like, what the fuck am I going to do come Monday if this shit ain't working? Very, very poor communication from both people. Or both companies. And then on top of that, on top of that, company C gave me a line of code, or gave me some code that didn't run on Windows 11. So I had to modify it and get it to work a different way. But unfortunately, that's, you know, at some point, that's where you're going to be in life. Where come the day of start, things aren't going to work 100%. But the big thing, too, is in those situations, and I can go into more detail if y'all really want. But in those situations, you have to, you absolutely have to communicate, communicate, communicate. If another group isn't communicating with you, you communicate it to the people that are below you. And you let them know, and you let them know that the concerns are heard. And then you, you know, fix and help and do everything you can to get everything up and working. You do what you can, and you control what you can, and you give up the things that you can't. You nudge people in the right direction. You reach out to them and say, hey, do this, do that, do this. No one, you know, no one can help. Or, like, you can't help anyone beyond your group. And unfortunately, you know, that's just kind of the way it ends off on things. The reason I'm telling you all this, too, is because I had to learn to do that. I was so stressed out during all this, trying to figure out what I can do. Where am I going to stop? What kind of work do I need to pick up for these other people's slack? And when I realized there was something I could do, then it was just like, well, fuck. All right. Now I got to waste my time and wait and fix what I can and help people where I can. And I'm not going to lie. I definitely made it well known when I had to talk back to company A and company B when I was like, hey, I'm sorry I'm late to this meeting. I was on the call or I was on the phone fixing something that y'all broke. Teehee. You know. I think that's the big thing that I'd fully recommend out of this is when you are being beat up by work, find yourself something fun to do, whether that be, you know, go for a walk or get into an old hobby or read an old book or just, again, it doesn't need to be anything new. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be anything like amazing. Just do right by you and let yourself live. 
you know, I'm not going to lie. I gave up content creation for that week. You know, once the project was said and done, I was, I was flattened out. I was just like, fuck, I can't do this anymore. You know, I, I couldn't stream. Okay. So I'm going to look back at my shenanigans here. The last day I was able to stream was the 5th. So, I have not been able to stream for nearly two weeks. I've not been able to make a podcast in nearly two weeks. I had to put everything on hold. Because I I was being so fucking hard on myself. Where I was like, you know what, I, I can't produce anything good. I can't make any quality content. I don't want people to see how exhausted I am. And that was a mistake. I think I ended up doing more damage to myself by not continuing to do the things that make me happy. But at the same time, I saw it as, well, if I, you know, suck it up and take it for a week and, you know, do what I need to do for a week. When it's all said and done, it'll be done more complete and I can get back to doing the things I want to do. And really, I can't answer whether or not that was the smartest solution. You know, I found alternatives, like I got into racquetball, I got back into Pokemon, I, you know, just fucked around where I could. And at this point, you know, sitting here and doing the podcast, it does feel nice. It feels great to be back. Is it to the level that I wanted to be, to be honest? No. You know, I wish I had come up with an idea to be able to sit down and have a conversation with y'all about this, that, and the other. And, you know, really, the more, like, the key thing of this podcast episode is to let y'all know, hey, I'm okay. You know, and we'll be back next week, and it'll be better than ever, and we'll be swinging at all calibers again. (sighs) But it's hard. It's hard to do that. And I can't imagine... You know, somebody who's more down the line, more developed, who has side hustles that, you know, kind of need much more attention than what content creation does. I'm incredibly lucky that you guys put up with my bullshit, you know? All y'all could just straight up walk out and be like, you know what, I'm done. Seth, you've pissed me off one too many times, fuck you, and walk out. But you don't. At least I hope you don't. And that's something that, like, I really genuinely appreciate. Everybody being here and being a part of that. Some people don't have that luxury. And it's like, it's a fascinating concept to explore. And one I want to explore more. But it's the concept of working your side hustles to the point of exi- like to point of exhaustion. Where it then ends up costing you more to work the side hustle. Because you're now failing in your main like your main job or the side hustles have become your main job and you weren't prepared for it. And now other areas of your life are failing out. Like it's almost as if we talk about the college triangle where they say in college, you have three options. You can have good grades. You can have a good social life or you could eat well or be healthy. And you can only have two of those things at any time. So you could eat well And have a good social life, but your grades aren't going to be good. Or you could be healthy, but your grades aren't going to be good. Or you could have 
um, you know, good grades and a good social life, but you're going to be exhausted. Your health's going to be down. And it's just like, of all three things, I was like, all right, I have to, I have to focus on myself. I have to focus on my work. Content creation can wait. And it sucks. I hate, I hate saying that. Cause I love coming on here and having these conversations with y'all and being as real as I can be. And I hope that you're able to learn from my experiences here and, you know, use them to shape themselves or shape yourself. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, you reach out and you talk to me about it. You're like, hey, I'm in a similar situation. How did you navigate this? I'd be so down for that, dude. And I'll be honest, you know, me right here and now, it's just me draining like hours upon hours upon hours of conversations that I wanted to have with y'all and all into like one 40 minute podcast and it sucks, you know? And I, again, I fully implore you, please feel free to reach out to me and ask questions and, you know, get involved with the show again. I, after doing taxes today, it re it made me realize like how much I want to keep doing this. I have so much, like, sure, the financial side of it isn't the greatest at times. I can fully admit that. But being able to create things and seeing, you know, the smiles on people's faces when I can talk about it. And, you know, the lady that I was working with while I was doing my taxes, she's like, you know, you are so emotionally smart for your age. Because there's somebody who came in who was flustered about this. Or who was flustered about her own taxes and was, you know, yelling out a storm. There was somebody who, like, while the receptionist was making phone calls, hung up on her. And I just asked the question. I'm like, does this happen? Like, why does this happen? How, you know, has this happened more post-COVID? And the woman looked at me and she's like, you know what? I can tell by your job you are you know, educationally smart, but the fact that you are observant of that, the fact that you actually look and ask and care about other people, that's an emotional intelligence that not a lot of people your age have. And she was out there in the years, but it was just, it made me feel really good about myself. And I'm like, you know, that's my goal. I want to reach out to people and say like, hey, you can be this too. You can, you know, learn to... Not necessarily be like me. I wouldn't want anybody to be like me. I'm a pain in the ass. But (laughs) I want people to be able to be themselves. Be kind to the world. And be a little more understanding of each other. (sighs) Shit, man. It's just, it's hard. It's so fucking hard. Because as I'm telling you all this, there's... I saw today on Reddit, as I was getting ready to start recording, there's, like, people marching in Tennessee with, like, swastikas. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Why are we coming to this? And I just genuinely hope, you know, whoever hears this, I hope you allow yourself to have a good day. And to be a little kind to the people, a little more kind to the people around you. Make somebody laugh. Make somebody smile. Because I would love to know 
that one day, old Plumsy Boy was able to help ease some of the world's pain. I can't change the world. I know that. But I can at least come out here and tell you about my life and tell you life stories and give you advice on the things you're curious about and remind you that it's going to be okay. You know, again, I look back at this project and I look back at the two years I've been doing this for podcast and it's just like the thing, the amount of things I have learned overcoming aversion and reaching out and finding new like avenues to learn. Like for example, I got into audiobooks during this whole project. I'm, you know, a quarter of the way through uh, Reggie Philzame's Disrupting the Game. Been wanting to read that book for ages. I listened to the entirety of Crying in H Mart uh, by Michelle Zimmer. That one, fantastic read. Absolutely recommend it. Do I want to do a full podcast review of it one day? Maybe. Who knows? But I really wanted to make a blog post about it and talk about it there. But I'm still figuring out all that fun stuff. But it's just, it's taught me how to appreciate everyone's life story a little bit more. When I listen to stories about someone who's lost her mom to cancer and I can make connections between her and my dad you know and the question and like the questions that I want answered it's made me more emotional these past couple of weeks now that I'm post project and post reading that that I'm like damn you know I wish I could ask my dad this I wish I could have could have had the conversations that Michelle got to with her mom but at the same time it's not it's not letting I'm not stopping that's the key thing And I know I've kind of gone off the rails and I'm probably rambling about a bunch of different things, but genuinely, like genuinely, 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 I hope when you hear an episode of the podcast, I at least impart a little bit of wisdom to you. So that way you can go out and be like, hey, Seth talked about this and adjust yourself accordingly and learn from the mistakes that I have made, that you know others have made, that I've brought onto the show, that everything I've talked about, that you haven't had to go out there and experience it directly. Like I hope you know, after talking about this four-month-long project for months and telling you how much it destroyed me as a person, to not be able to reach out and do my silly little stream thing and have fun with y'all. And how much I appreciated being able to find residual joy in the things around me and reach out to smaller personal hobbies and create new things within them. I hope that sticks with you. And that you don't focus on the things you can't do, but rather the things that you can in this current moment. That's my hope. That's my prayer more than anything. But, God, this podcast episode's gotten so jumbled and convoluted. Like, really, I think it's probably for the best that I stop here. But I do just want to take one more minute here to say thank you. Like, thank you for letting me do this. Thank you for two amazing years of being, you know, 
phantasmas as I, as it were. You know, being a part of this community and being able to reach out to y'all and have these conversations, like I love it. I genuinely love it and I want to keep doing it. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me. And like you're not annoying. Let me put that out there too. You're not annoying me if you're like, "Oh, Seth's so busy. He can't do this." No, fuck you. I will always make time for the people that want to reach out and have a conversation. You know, maybe one day I might have to hire somebody and be like, okay, hey, you're going to tell me these conversations or these uh, questions that have come up and we'll have a conversation about it. You know, I'd love to see the Plumes Paradise Discord like filled with people looking out for each other. It'll come with time. And I'm again... The fact that I've done my taxes has proven that we have grown. And things are getting better. It's a step-by-step process. It's not a marathon. It's a or it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I can't thank y'all enough for sticking with me through it. It's going to be an amazing year, and I'm excited for it. And I hope you are too. But remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. If you've got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, you can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and YouTube in the form of pods. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That, you are, or that email again, excuse me, plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Or if the podcast is enough plumes for you, find more topics such as technology and book reviews over at phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com. That URL one more time, phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com. Guys, thank you all so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Till next time, everyone, take it easy and get some good rest because you know your boy will. Bye-bye.